Blog Talk Radio. Yesterday's Super Bowl. One takeaway. JB, you go first. One takeaway. 
takeaway is experience always matters. Okay. I like that. K-Star, one takeaway. Bill Belichick is still a mastermind on defense. Okay. And Dr. Train, welcome back. One takeaway. Been saying this since week one, Pippin. Defense wins championships. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, and my takeaway is uh, no matter how smart, how matter how much you wish for something, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. I tried to will this damn Patriots team to lose. I, I, <laughs> I, you know, Rams, real good Rams, better team, and they couldn't do it. And, Patriots ain't going to do it. Brady's on a decline, which I still believe, by the way. And, then, you know, they're not going to do it. And, you know, the Rams, Aaron Donald, and Todd Gurley, the Rams. Man, no matter how much I willed it, they had nothing to do with the outcome of the damn game. Why <laughs> <laughs> did you do a rain dance? <laughs> All right, man, you know, let me tell you something. I got this little thing over here that I got at the meeting I was at last week. Long, long story, but it's called a dream catcher. It's from an Indian tribe. I got that shit last week. But I was trying to catch that dream, baby. I was trying to catch this dream. I did, I did not want the Patriots to win on any level things out there. And you know, let me. You know, I'm not gonna take other, but let me just say this. Let me just say this, because there's a lot of people that think that people are jealous of Tom Brady or jealous of knowing the success and this, that, and the other. I don't have a jealous bone in my body. I am not. Look, Tom Brady is Tom Brady, but he ain't me, okay? Maybe he makes more money and he's married to a supermodel. Good for him. I ain't jealous, though. You know, I like my life. I am, I, I like where my life has brought me. So, you know what? Anybody who's jealous is insecure. Ain't nothing about me insecure. Um, so, it, it ain't jealousy. I just don't like the damn Patriots. I mean, that's it. If any other team wins, I'm okay. I hate the Patriots. And then last year when I needed the Patriots to do me one solid, one solid, let's run two evils. Come on, New England. Come through for me and keep the Eagles without a Super Bowl win. Do it for me. They couldn't even deliver. So I can't stand the Patriots. And that's the bottom line because T. Floyd said so. Anywho, um, I don't even know where to begin on this game. I, I really, there's, there's so much to look at, and, I, and so it's, it's, as I sat here thinking about where I wanted to go, um, let, let's let's you know what? Let, let me start with let's start with Tom Brady. Let's start with Tom Brady. Um, I'm gonna start with you, K Star, okay? Because you know, I, 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 how do I ask this question? But Listen, I have been saying for the last eight weeks that Tom Brady is on a decline, and yet he still goes and wins a Super Bowl. What are your thoughts on Tom Brady's performance yesterday? And come at me if you think I'm wrong. Here's your opportunity. I'm opening the door. So tell me, k what you think of his performance yesterday. And defend your boy, Tom Brady. He's an AFC guy like yourself. Is Brady on a decline? I mean, he just won another Super Bowl. So am I smoking something? Or do I have a valid point? Well, 
Um, you've been, you, to be fair, you've been saying that Braves been on the decline the last couple of seasons. And I think this year there was definitely uh, some merit to that, given the way, you know, he played for most of the season. So we look back at the playoffs, he played really well against San Diego, against Kansas City. Uh, on Sunday, yesterday, I mean, he was all right. You know, he was cool. Wasn't great. Put together a nice game, uh, uh, game-winning drive, I guess you would call it, um, in the fourth. Um, but the Rams played good defense. So, I mean, the man still has it. He's still good. I guess you could say he's declining relative to past couple of seasons of, of how Tom Brady performed. This year was definitely a quote-unquote down year. But, you know, it's like – it's like I mean, you've said it before, 80% Tom Brady is still better than pretty much 100% of the NFL at quarterback. So, it's like – yeah, even if he's declining slowly, it's still good enough to, you know, make them still the best team in the world at the end of the day. So, it, you know, he wasn't great. He was solid. He was okay. Got done when he needed to. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's he's still really good. It's Tom Brady. So, so Train, I'm going to pull you in, but I'm going to ask you a little different question, okay? So you heard what K-Star just said. But I know a little something about Dr. Train, because I've known Dr. Train a little bit longer than I've known K-Star. I've known you both a long time, but um, but I've known Dr. Train a little bit longer. And I know Dr. Train is this guy who always likes defense. He's a fan of defense, okay? Now, yesterday, you know, we, you know you're saying that you, K-Star saying that maybe, 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 uh, uh, Brady is a little bit on a decline, but, you know, he had enough to get the job done yesterday. I'm going to ask you, Trey, was it really Brady who got the job done yesterday? Or was it that defense and Mr. Belichick and Brian Flores and that defense? How at your boy. What do you think, Trey? Look here, man. I get tired of y'all, and I don't mean y'all in particular, just – Y'all in general, as in people, want to give these quarterbacks all this credit, man. I ain't seen Tom Brady play a lick of defense. I ain't seen him cover not damn person. I ain't seen him sack a quarterback. I ain't seen him cover run right receiver. I ain't seen him make not damn tackle. I didn't see him stop the Rams from putting only three points on the board. That's a pretty damn good job for a Super Bowl game. And hats off to my man, Brian Flores, who, you know, I, have to, I don't know I don't nobody's names, you know what I'm saying, whether they're brothers or not, but to see a brother finally get another head coach opportunity and come off a defensive performance like that, you're damn right I'm going to give it to the defense. Tom Brady did what he needed to do. He did enough. But this credit goes to that defense. That offense was the top-ranked offense in regular season. And it looked like it, it had a little spunk. Lo, lo and behold, it needed some help to get to the Super Bowl, you know, i.e. Cody Parkey and the ref. But they got there. Uh, yeah. Uh, credit to the defense. So, JB, so I'm going to ask you a little bit different question. So we got K-Star saying, yep, Brady, you know, maybe not the same Brady, but, you know, he was good enough to get the job done. And we've got Train saying, hey, hold, slow, slow your roll here. I'm going to give that credit to the defense. Hold the Rams three points. Brady was all right. Brady wasn't nothing special. Now I'm going to ask you. Now, 
We talked about Brady and Belichick. How much of it was Brady and Belichick? And how much was it was the Rams? How much of this do we look at the Rams and say, what the hell happened? Was it Brady and Belichick magic? Or was it looking at the Rams saying, what the hell happened? J.B. Holland, what you say? Oh, well, put in numerical terms, I think it was 55% Belichick, Brady, 45% the Rams. Um, give credit where credit is due. I think I think uh, this was really more of game planning for, for Belichick than, than Brady. Let's, let's start right there. Uh, I agree with what both of my cohorts have said about Brady and about the defense. I think Belichick is the one that really – deserves the credit on the Wingland side because he, he, he knows what to take away from the opposing team, what they like to do best. However, with that being said, keep in mind there's there's two distinct plays that I recall that could have changed the magnitude of this game, and, and both of them were on the Rams' offense. The two drop passes in the end zone, that either one of those, although one of them was a bit more difficult than the other, and the, and the other one was was underthrown or, or was delayed in the throw, both of those could have been touchdowns. Pick one of those, and we've got a different narrative altogether. The, it boils down to the Rams just not making enough plays and the Patriots making enough plays. So that's why I split it 55-45, because the Rams had every opportunity to win the game, take nothing away from New England. They did what they had to do, and, and Belichick knows what to do with, with the with his team and with what the team he's going against likes to do, but the Rams, the Rams were a shell of themselves. I mean, everybody's talking about Cooper Cup wasn't there. I mean, they had him on the sidelines with the ACL tear for several games. They still put up 30 points on the Cowboys, and they're uh, top ranked, one of the top ranked defenses. They still able to score 30, so. They were showing themselves. I'm not sure what happened. With play calling. They definitely they got out coached. But um, 55-45 split. Belichick Brady versus the Rams and what the hell was going on? Okay. Now the three of you have heard each other's thoughts. Does anybody disagree with anything they heard from anybody? Someone signed. I'm thinking. I can't say that I do. I guess the one point where Liberty Brother Jay is making that, yeah, if you the Rams make a play, they're in it. Um, no, but that uh, that is also just based on the momentum and, and as pressure build up in the game. You know, this is why I give so much credit to the defense because when they're constantly making play, when they're constantly when the defense is constantly making plays, it, it starts to get a lot more pressure. It starts to put a lot more pressure on 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 the opposing offense to actually make a play, uh, because the opportunities become so far and few between. Yeah, I, I get that, but this is the Super Bowl, and both of those were, were catchable balls, especially one in the back of the the end zone there when when he took forever and a day for the ball to get there. They professionals try and run towards the ball and catch it. And try and draw a PI, do something. Don't just sit back there, have a coconut smile, wait for the ball to find you. Go get the ball. That's that's what I mean when you're leaving plays out there that you could have made at any other game. Okay. 
Well, I, I'll just say I mean, one of those plays. One, I think the second play was I maybe the first one, even though I saw a hand in there, it still looked like an opportunity to make a catch. But that second one, it just took too long to get there. And you can't run up to catch, I mean, the ball's at a high trajectory to get to him at the back of the end goal. He runs up to get it, the ball's going over his head. So he's, he's open. I think that second one, golf. Hey, listen, let me just say this. Okay, I've asked some questions. Now, a couple statements I'm going to make. One, um, I started feeling like, um, you know, maybe we've been a little hard on Jeff Fisher, to be totally honest with you. I just started to feel like I think Jared Goff was absolutely terrible yesterday, absolutely terrible. I mean, the golf that I've seen and then this golf, I mean, you know, we saw the Bears do this to the Rams, and we blamed it on the weather, and we blamed it on and said, well, they weren't ready to go into Chicago and play that cold weather, okay? But it, now I'm backing up and saying, no, nah, that ain't the case. That ain't the case. Chicago just Thank laid you. that wood Thank on you for that. Like, it's like the Patriots did yesterday. Um, golf was absolutely terrible. And I don't know, you know, you, you know, I'm repeating what was covered for the last 24 hours, but what the hell's wrong with Todd Gurley? This guy that widely has been considered the best running back in the NFL, except me, of course, because I'm still going to say Zeke, and fuck the last six weeks, I don't know how anyone could not say Zeke because Gurley, first of all, didn't play, and then other than, you know, a game against Dallas where I think I think me and JB could have been a, the, the tag team running back and got 100, 100 yard lead because Dallas just couldn't, Dallas couldn't, you know, do anything that game. Um, but my point is, what the hell's going on with Tiger? What, what, you know, if you're hurt, then just come out and say it. Even, at, you know, like, at some point, you can't play like garbage and just say, I'm okay, when we know you don't look okay. Because he didn't look okay. I'm not saying the, the, the Patriots didn't have something to do with it. I'm not, take, I'm not taking anything away from the dominant performance of the Patriots' defense. But Gurley just didn't look like Gurley. He didn't look like he had, you know, one or two plays where, like, he could suck it up for, like, a play or two. But he didn't play out the damn game. I'm sorry. This is the damn Super Bowl. You've got, arguably, if you pick five offensive players and said, these are the, the I'm going to start and build my franchise around these five players, and you pick five offensive players, if Gurley ain't one of those five, you don't know football. So that's how good he is. I will concede that. That's how good he is. And he looking like that. And and everyone's like, no, there's nothing wrong with him. But he's sitting on the sideline. No, man, something. Come on now. We've been doing this. We've been doing this show 10 years. We've been doing this. We've been watching. The four of us watch too much damn football to sit here and be told, oh, there wasn't nothing wrong with him. He got, he got hype. No, something's wrong with him. <laughs> Something yeah. wrong with it. And God yeah. looks like a dear friend. Did y'all see that one thing? And then I'll shut up. I'm just, I, listen, I don't mind. You lose, you lose. It's not about the losing. It's about the quality of the product I saw on the field. And, again, I'm not taking anything away from the Patriots and the dominant defense that they did. Belichick had them before they had. Belichick came and said, and, frankly, and 
trade with no more than I would on this. It looked like he just watched what the Bears did and said, got my blueprint. And it looked like the genius McVay wasn't prepared for that. Didn't look at the worst game they had in the season and said, well, if he comes and does this to us, we need to be ready. Don't look like, but I, maybe I'm wrong. Because who am I? I'm just a Look here, man. I tried it. I try to stay calm, and T got me all riled up again, man. man I expressed this up, after week 14. One last thing. This whole season, this whole NFL season, turns on two games. Two games turned this whole season. The first one was my Cowboys. That's right, I said it. Beating up on them Saints, shutting them down. The second one was those Bears. Shutting down those Rams. Those two games changed the entire season. All of a sudden, it went from offense, offense, offense to, Thank wait you. a minute, train the floor is yours. Thank you. Thank you. Been saying it. I said it right after we played. I think everybody wanted to go, oh, it's the code. It's the code. That team was numbered. I'm sorry. That team days was numbered. The minute you're able to stop Todd Gurley, Jerry Goff gives you nothing. Wide receivers, who do you fear? Cook? I'll wait. Nope. I didn't fear him either. You know, so it's I, – I, I don't I, – I, argument stands. Don't, don't really don't, – don't see the point of, of, of praising a team that when, when you look at them at the end of the season, when you saw the formula to beat them, it was like, no, there's no way they can win playing like that. Not with the way that dude is not mobile. And I understand everybody doesn't have to have a mobile quarterback, but he's neither mobile or has a quick release or can, or can read the defense fast enough to get the ball out. And it shows. It it, it shows. Mm. And just thank you for reiterating that, T. Oh, my gosh, man. I got all round up again. Man, it just it's, – it's, it's... – Listen, everybody thinks I can't wait. I, I look for an opportunity to talk about Cowboys. I want to talk about Cowboys, Cowboys, Cowboys. No, I'm, I'm, I'm talking relevance. And we saw for 10, 11 weeks roughly some offensive numbers, and even to the point where more points were scored this year than ever before in the NFL. And everything was offense, 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 offense. And even when the Cowboys lined up to play the Saints, Everybody said, say it's going to mollywop the Cowboys. The only reason they even have a chance is because they're playing in Dallas. And Dallas brought the physicality, brought the wood, which I wish they had did in the playoffs, but that's another conversation. But on that one night, they brought the wood. And after that, then we saw the Bears do the same thing to the Rams. And Trey's absolutely right. Everybody says it's cold weather, cold weather, even Rams. And I sat here and said, I listened to Train, and I said, no, it ain't. It's the damn Bears defense because, you know, Train's Bears and me and JB's Cowboys are built similarly. We saw similarities. Young quarterback, young running back, stout defense. You know, there were some similarities there. And we both thought, hmm, started dreaming about, you know, could these two teams get deep into the playoffs? Didn't work out that way. We'll see what happens next year. But we were sitting there looking at our offenses were adequate. They get you some points, but our defense is off the chain. But the general consensus around the NFL is you got to go out and be the Rams and be the Saints and be the Chiefs. You got to score points. 
We saw the, the Patriots and the Chiefs early in the season, 43-41, a 43-40 is some outrageous number, right? You got to go out there and you got to score. You got to score. You got to score. It's the new NFL, the rules. The rules are for the offense. You can't touch the quarterback. You can't touch the wide receiver. You can't do this. You can't do that, which is absolutely correct. You see that damn stupid call they did on, um, on the Rams? Defensive player? Are you kidding me? Defensive, defenseless player who, who was thrown the ball and immediately hit, and they called him a defense in the backfield. And they called him. So you got to win. You can't hit him. Let me wait a second, and then I'll hit him. Ridiculous. Because now he's established Ridiculous. himself. Oh, the dumbest damn player today. Got to make sure he can establish himself as a runner first. Oh, so if he gets away, that's that's okay. That's fine. That's okay. But the, the, my main point was all we heard all year was offense, 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 until later in the season we started to see Cowboys, Bears, and then some other teams started stepping up, and we started saying, uh-oh. Uh-oh. So, real quick, the Rams, right? Even the Rams defense really turned on toward the end of the year. And that's actually why they were in the Super Bowl. Their run game was all right. I mean, they had a really big game against Dallas. But, and they were okay against uh, New Orleans. But their defense really uh, played really well throughout the last, you know, four or five games of the season. That's really how they even got there. Um, Jerry Goff. So. <laughs> okay, well, you're wrong. Um Jared Goff was not playing well ever since they lost to – I mean, I'm just saying, like, bro, did you not see their, their playoff run? Their defense played really well. What do you want from them? Um, anyway, so, you know, Jared Goff was terrible, honestly, for most of the year without Cooper Cup. You know, they started scoring less points, one less yard thrown per attempt. He was lost against certain teams, like the Bears that was outlined. He didn't look very good against New Orleans, you know. Um, and when he was passing against – uh, Dallas, when he was forced to pass, he didn't look very good then either. So, Todd Gurley, yeah, he's hurt. They're they're bullshitting us. Um, let's just call it what it is. They're lying. Because, you know, since week 15, since he's been hurt, even when he's been in these games, he's been in and out of the lineup. So often you'll see him on the sideline, on, you know, the stationary bike, or just warming up. Like, he's not a player that you don't feature. Rams from week, you know, like one through eight, uh, and, and really, before you even got hurt, like, like weeks one through 13 or whatnot, it, they were heavily Todd Gurley-based. That all of a sudden changed when he came back from injury, which leads me to believe he's still hurt. And it is kind of insulting that they're still going to lie about it because that's what they are doing. They're, they're just lying at this point. I'm sure he'll get some sort of surgery. And, uh, you know, that'll be that. But, yeah, he definitely is not Todd Gurley right now. He's, he's got like a broken wing. Um, but they played the defense of the Rams played well enough for them to win the game. The golf was bad, and that second play you guys were talking about, where um, McCourty broke that ball up, where the ball hit in the air for a while, that was a great play by McCourty. That dude came away like 20 yards back from the other side of the field, and yeah, Cooks couldn't really do anything besides wait for the ball because, like he said, if he had he stepped up further, the ball would have sailed over his head. So um, that was a great play by the Patriots defense and awful play throughout the night. I very confused Jared Goff. Jared so, Goff looked like a deer in the headlights. I'm yeah, good. I mean, I've seen that look before. I saw it uh, I saw it December <laughs> so 9th, you know, on a so Saturday, Sunday Night Football. <laughs> yep. And none of us, by the way, on that show ever settled because of the weather. That was, that was elsewhere. We gave the credit to the Bears defense. 
No, we mm-hmm. did. Uh, I believe everyone yeah. here did. Yep. Well, yeah, you know, that defense was thing, important. The, the other thing to think about, you know, we talk about golf is, you know, he's 24 years old. He's in his third year. Um, you know, there were certain plays, you know, the one play where he was sacked, and I didn't understand. He kind of he kind of was hit and went to his knees, and I guess he thought he could spin away. But, you know, <laughs> I, yeah, he's like a damn He's like a damn ballerina or something. I don't know. That was and a then, dance move, bro. Yeah, it was a dance move. It was. And then the other the interception he threw. And then the interception he threw, which was the, you know, the, the the play after the one JB referred to that should have been a touchdown, could have been a touchdown. And then they go back and call the same play, which I'm sitting up here, right, and I'm saying, okay, first of all, you're playing Bill Belichick. Okay, I get Brian Flores is the defensive coordinator or whatever he is, because you know Belichick never really called his defense coordinator defensive coordinators, but he was he was the head of the defense. But we know it's Belichick is the defensive guy, former defense coordinator for the Giants. Like we know he coached you know Lawrence Taylor. Like we know Belichick is the defensive genius. And so why do you think in the Super Bowl that you could go back and run the exact same play? And then maybe I'm wrong, right, because I'm sitting on my couch. I'm not there. So maybe I'm wrong. If you do go run that play, why would you underthrow it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you didn't even put nearly the mustard you put on the first throw. So it, it's but, just the but, whole hey. thing. I'm just sitting there watching golf. I'm just sitting there like, you know, dude, he ain't, he ain't come to play. And the other thing I'm going to say is, you know, I made a post, a couple posts up on Facebook, and, you know, people were saying kind of some of the same things some of you were saying about, well, the Rams defense, the Rams defense. Well, you know, I look at it like this. This ain't the regular season. This ain't even a playoffs. This is a Super Bowl. And if you look at it in isolation, you can say, yeah, the Rams defense held the Patriots to 13 points. And that's, that's a good performance with, with a Tom Brady defense. But what I noticed about that game is there were key plays, even though the Patriots weren't able to – maximize the, the scoring of the points, element crapped all over their defense. Like, you know, I mean, I'm watching and I'm like, when y'all going when y'all gonna cover Edelman? When y'all gonna, you know, when y'all gonna do something about Edelman? Marcus Peters talk all that shit. Akeem to leave like the rip chains off people's neck. When y'all gonna cover this dude? You know, because he <laughs> and he became ain't had no dude. chain on, man. Can't cover dude yeah, without a chain. chain. Right. So I mean to me the Super Bowl <laughs> is about Hey, if their defense is going to hold our team to three, then we got to hold them to two. You know what I mean? This is the Super Bowl. You're trying to win. You ain't trying to walk off the field and say we played well. This is Mm -hmm. is it. And I just feel like, yes, in in a vacuum, yes, absolutely, they played played an admirable game. But when I look at moving the ball, moving the chains, momentum throughout the game, it was, you know, the, 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 the Patriots still had some of that. And I will say, how much was it the Rams' defense? And how much was it the fact that, and, and, I'm, and you know, I know I'm beating a dead horse here, but I'm sorry. You know, Brady is not, Brady is not, and in my opinion will never be, even the Brady from a year ago who won MVP and threw for 505 yards against what was considered to be a stout Eagles defense. I just think it's over. He'll play well. He'll have good games here and there. 
But I now, I've said this now for seven or eight games. I know I've kind of been on it for about a two-year period. But this year, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm feeling really confident that if I'm Tom Brady, I honestly don't understand why he don't retire. Like, okay, um, you know, you, you say you still, it's still fun and you still enjoy it. Um, I, get, I get all of that. But do you really want to do, and, I, and I'll use Muhammad Ali, right? Muhammad Ali is, is, is an athlete that everybody can say certainly deserves the moniker the greatest for a lot of reasons. I mean, you see Ali in his prime. He was one of the best ever, regardless of weight class. I mean, the dude was phenomenal. You don't believe that? Watch, watch him against George Foreman. Y'all may not be old enough to remember it, but e- even some of the HBO and some of the replays will give you a little bit of the flavor. George Foreman was Mike Tyson before Mike Tyson. George Foreman was just that mean, like, you don't want to go fight George Foreman. Ask Joe Frazier. Okay, you don't want to go fight George Foreman. Ask Ron Lyle, former uh, guy who was in prison, came out. George Foreman knocked his block up. Like, George Foreman was fierce. Like, he was just a naturally big, strong guy that people were afraid of. And Muhammad Ali went in there and made him look like he couldn't box. Like, just, just, just rope-a-doped him and just, until he knocked him out, right? So that's how good Ali was in his prime. And then we see him against Larry Holmes and Trevor Burbick. And we see him later in his, in his career, and it's just sad. I don't want to see Tom Brady looking – bad like that. I don't want to see Tom Brady looking like some of the games we saw Peyton Manning do down the stretch. God bless him. He knew when to get out. I don't want to see that. from. And I'm not a Brady fan, but I'm a football fan. I don't want to see Brady, you know, suffering. And, and I don't want to see that. People think maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't want to see that. I think Brady's legacy is beyond reproach. I think he's the best quarterback to ever play the game. I think he's one of the best football players to ever play the game. I have nothing but respect for what he's done on the field. I don't buy into all of the cheating stuff. I, I, I really don't. I, I just think they've had too much success to let Spygate or Deflategate taint their history. I, I just don't. I think they, they're that damn good. And I'd like to see him go out when he still has a little something left in the tank and we don't see a terrible Tom Brady. We don't see Tom Brady have to get pulled out of the game because he's not getting it done. Like, I don't like we saw with Peyton Manning, right? That's what we saw. I don't want to see that. That's just my opinion. I think wrong. That's just my opinion. All right. So, wait. So, let uh, me back in because my man, you know, he called me wrong. Okay. Go ahead, man. Let's, 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 let's understand something. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not wrong. He you you know. wrong, by the way. When we when we look at week fourteen as to when they first got their exposure of a true defense, okay, they got they got whooped two weeks in a row. First Chicago, then the Eagles. Eagles beat them thirty twenty three. Who did they play their last two games of the season? The freaking Cardinals and the Niners. Are you serious? Good defense, my ass. Here we go. Then we step into the then we step into the playoffs. Then we step into the playoffs. Okay. They played they played good enough defense to slow down Ezekiel Elliott and yet Dallas Steele had an opportunity to win the game. By Dallas Steele had an opportunity to win the game. It was a one score win. Okay. So to keep the big picture, not the small picture. 
I know you like to look out of minute glasses and shit, you know, with your Steelers goggles on, but this ain't that, okay? <laughs> then when we take mm. it the very next week and they play against the Saints, oh, my God, you know what I'm saying? Not only were the Saints playing against the Rams, they were playing against the black and whites. Who would have thought? Holy shit. Who would have thought you had to beat the refs and the Rams in order to make it to the Super Bowl? But that's what they needed to do, and they couldn't. So this vaunted defense that you speak of really didn't show up till yesterday, and yet it was not enough to get the W. Hold up. Hold up. Quit playing. They just showed up yesterday? Like, yep. they didn't – Okay. Did the, did the Saints not have the ball in overtime and throw an interception because Aaron Donald was in t- or Drew Brees' face? Shouldn't even been in overtime. Did they not? That hold game, on, did they not that game shouldn't even been in yeah, overtime. Yeah, I hear that. I the hear Saints that. Were about I hear the, that. The, the Saints, Saints were about scored, to mow them over the and put it in the end zone, points. and that game would have been over. And they had another the game would have been over. Defense that's not so good, according to you. And they threw a pick. No, it's not. It's not a good defense. It is not a good defense, son. Train, train, defense is ranked at the top of nothing. Train, train. At the top of nothing. They have one dude who got 20 and a half sacks, and that is it. Everything else about that defense is suspect, bro. Bro, I didn't say they played great all year. After they played the great during the last stretch of the year. First of all, they didn't play, they didn't play great in the last stretch. It's week 11, and they allowed 51 bro. points. Matter of fact, take that back. 51 minus 6 week is what, 11? 44? They allowed 44 points and still in the second half of the league, second half of the season. When did it get better? Man, are I, you I watching the same football said, watching? Yes. Did you watch Tom Brady do nothing you yesterday? Know what? what are you talking about? You and you Peele's Twilight Zone. Hey, hey, you and Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone. How about you let me finish my point since you want to keep cutting me off? Listen, what, what you, I you said specifically – hey, here you are again. What I said specifically – what I said specifically was they played great defense in the playoffs, and that's how it got them there because the offense of the, of the Rams wasn't doing what it was doing earlier in the year with Super Cup. So – they played good. Can we can we admit they played good yesterday against uh, the Patriots holding the 13 points? Was that not holding the Patriots below their 26-and-a-half-point average, 13 points less than usual? Was that not good defense yesterday? Wait a minute. Am, am I supposed to jump in now? Is it, can I answer that? Now I'm, now I'm asking you a question, so sure. Now you ask me a question? All right, let me get in there. First of all, you didn't just say they played defense in the playoffs. You said latter part of the season. That's what you said, son. That's relative. You can roll back the tape right now. He can yeah, roll back the tape right now and, and repeat and exactly what you said. See, I'm married, so I listen relevant. well, son. I listen to everybody just so I can have the best <laughs> argument on earth. Okay? That is how I roll. So I listen to you. I listen to you say playoffs. And then in the same breath, in the same breath, you said season. Latter part of the season. So I'm like, let me go look. Latter part of the season, that defense still sucked. Bro. They, had they played play decent. The they year. played decent enough in the playoffs. They got a little bit they of good. help. They probably played their best defense of the whole year in the Super Bowl and still lost. That doesn't change the fact they played good defense in the playoffs. Oh God! And that's the latter part of the year. And ladder, L- ladder so, part of what? You don't know what, what ladder. You don't know what ladder. It's the ladder part of a hey, ladder part of year. Only week sixteen when they allow the Cardinals to play nine points. You do not nine points. No, is that is that the ladder part, part of the year? Is until I'm you still ask looking for it. What that Where means. is it, K Star? I just I just said 
I just said this playoff run they played terrific ball. Only playoffs, so you only count playoffs as latter part of the year. The Cowboys still yes. put up twenty two and was one score away from getting there. Dude, the Cowboys scored a. The Saints got cheated. The Saints oh got cheated. God. They did. Well, I mean, like you're praising this defense, and I don't train. get why. Both things train. Both things can be true. That the Saints got cheated, but they still didn't do much offensively that game. They were held four points below their average. Drew Brees threw interceptions in the game. The Rangers game only had fifty total yards, just like they locked down the Cowboys' rushing offense, which is hard to do. Back to back, Cowboys off rushing and sack, and then also the Saints rushing and sack, and then also play as well as they did against the Patriots offense. I mean, yes, they played good this postseason. How do you think they got there? They're all look, 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 look man, look. I will, I, I, I am, I will agree with you on yesterday, not, not the whole playoff. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't. Did I they didn't play see well it. at New Orleans. I, I didn't see it. They played well enough for the refs to make it to make it to give it you to them in their favor. You got a big opinion for not even seeing the damn game. Jesus. They 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 played well they at- played well enough for the refs to keep it close enough to steal it from to steal it for them. That's that's what they did because they were about to get scored a touchdown on. Train, I'll say this to your point. Yes, throughout the year they didn't play great defensively. Those are offenses carrying the show. My whole argument was towards the end of the year. I'm talking playoffs specifically. The only reason why they got the Super Bowl is because their defense played on another level that allowed them to actually supplement their offense that had been struggling. And with a hurt hogged early. And, and so in my humble opinion, they got they got to the Super Bowl actually because their offense managed to put up some semblance of points that they put up in the regular season and that was in the thirties. Okay. And then they needed some extra help to get past the Saints. To me, just real talk. They didn't deserve to be there, not one bit. I'm sorry, I don't believe they should have been a team. Not one bit. That the Patriots should have been playing. No, not one bit. I'm serious. <laughs> I don't think they deserve to be there. They didn't play like it in games before. Yeah, they got past Dallas. I give them that. I'm shocked that Dallas didn't did not take that one because they had a great makeup to beat them. But they got past yep. Dallas. They shouldn't have got past the Saints. That team's exposed. That team needs some more playmakers, period. Can't wait to see what they look like next year. Oh, my Let God. Let me jump in and say this. By the way, that was very entertaining. I, I enjoyed sitting back. Show um, <laughs> sure up. You know. How about the bust up? We're talking about breathing and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I enjoyed that. It was kind of like um, first take Max and Will. Kane and Max Max Kellerman got into it over Jordan versus uh, Brady, Brady as far as yep. the comparison of you know greatest of all time athlete and Max was like yeah. it's not even close and Will was like what are you talking about and Stephen A just sat back drinking his latte enjoying <laughs> going back and forth and so mm-hmm. I sitting here drinking my Shoprite sparkling orange seltzer water. Um, <laughs> Sometimes it's scotch, but tonight it's seltzer water. Um, listening to you guys, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the banter. Um, but let, let me piggyback, and I, I'm going to stay out of it. Um, I know I know you, you do you you know a case study about my Cowboys. You, you, you suck it in under your breath, under the belt about about laughing with the Rams. I, I didn't quite hear you. You're probably lucky because I'd be coming at you right now if I heard you. But I heard you about the Cowboys. I'm gonna <laughs> let it go. Um, but let me ask you this though. So 
we can all agree that the Rams, whether they deserved to be there yesterday or not, they were there, and they certainly didn't look like they deserved to be there as a team, especially the offensive side of the ball. So I say this, and, J.P., I'll go to you first. You and I sat quiet on that last go-around. I'll start with you. Um, what are your thoughts? Did this – I guess it's a two-part question. The first part is, does this taint the mystique around Sean McVay? And secondly, are these teams that are trying to find, and I'll even include Dallas in there with Kellen Moore, 29 years old, offensive coordinator. Now even my own Cowboys are trying to find, not giving Jason Garrett an extension, which I, I can't say that I disagree with, but I'm just wondering, are y'all try, what are y'all trying to do? Jerry Jones, what are you trying to do here? But I digress. I'm, I'm going to do a separate show about the damn Cowboys at some point this week because I just got some shit I need to get off my mind. But that's kind of some of the shit I'm going to talk about. But even my Cowboys are back, you know, and, and, and talking about Kellen Moore is a genius. Well, he was on the staff this year. You know what? I don't get it. But anyway, I, I, let, me, let me get off the Cowboys. So teams are hiring their young 30-something coaches in, in what appears to be the looking for the new McVay, right? He's in his – what, end of his second season, and he's in a Super Bowl, 33 years old, and people are like, damn, right? So I guess first, is his mystique painted a bit? And two, does this, like, should these teams now, you know, like buyer beware, you know, should they be like, oh, damn, you know, maybe we jumped the gun trying to hire these young that they want to be. What are your thoughts, JV? No on both regards because I think – we're, we're we're all forgetting something here, but for the most part, look at the total body of work, and I think we're putting too much weight on one game, especially when he's going up against Belichick, who we all know is the mastermind of taking away what the other team's offense loves to do best. He was just out coaching this game. Bottom line, I don't think it's going to taint uh, his his uh, brief legacy. I don't think folks are going to think otherwise about going after a young coach. They're going to continue to do it because of all the success that he's had. He started off first year, took him to the playoffs. Second year, he took him to the Super Bowl. So I think the trajectory is still there. He just got flat out outcoached, bottom line. And and another thing, let's, let me go back to the Rams. We, we talk about the defense. They they played well last night. But to, to Dr. Train's point, and I, I went and looked this up to have some more stats to back up, what he's saying and what I also believe in. The Rams overall for the entire year, they were 19 in yards given up, 20th in points given up, and, and 28th in yards per play. So on paper they seem like a great defense, but they did not play up to what we expected to see with the acquisitions of Sue, Peters, and, and uh, Tamir. They just did not play up to their standards. They played well yesterday, but overall, again, given the full body of work, because that's what you're basing on, full body of work, they didn't play up to what anybody expected. Yeah. I didn't say the whole regular season. I'm in agreement with you guys on the whole regular season, FYI. Um, it, but I, I do want to disagree with one point you made, JB. Um, you said it's just one game and people are making a big deal. This ain't just one game, bro. This is Super Bowl, man. No, no. I mean, no. It, it's it, just, it, but I'm saying it, it is one game, and we're, we're not looking at the big picture. He got out coached in this game, period. 
Well, but, but this, guess, this, this is the one that matters. This is yeah, this game it, is the big picture. There is no other big picture. This 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 you know you know when we're looking at where your legacy is written, it's written in this game. This is it. This is the game. And yes, he got out coached, which is exactly my point. You are right. I agree with you there. He was out coached. But you know, you're coming in as you know. I mean. Doug Peterson didn't get out coached last year, and he's a new head coach. He was in his, what, second year last year, and he didn't get out coached. Now, he's Doug not Doug Peterson got more experience. I don't think that's a fair comparison there. What's that? I don't think that's a completely fair comparison. Why not? He's in there with because the Super Bowl in his second year as a head coach. Second year as a head coach. I'm, because of all the experience that Peterson has, not just being a head coach, I'm talking about he was a former uh, quarterback in the NFL. That counts, too. He was an offensive coordinator, if I'm not mistaken. That counts, hired, too. Experience gets you hired. That's how he got the job. Once you get the job, we're all on the same footing. He got the job. That's why Peterson wasn't a head coach 10 years earlier. The experience gets you the job. Your credentials mm-hmm. will get you hired. Once you're hired, they're all starting at the same level now. I'm a head coach, you're a head coach. And so, you know, this guy, McVay, has been touted. See, see, I'm listening to what everybody said all year. So I'm not going to let go. You want to look at the big picture? Well, then all year, everybody touted this guy as a genius. And he was outcoached thoroughly yesterday in the biggest game of his life. Now, will he recover? I guess time will tell. I guess time right, By the mad we'll genius, see. too. By, exactly. by the mad defensive genius, no doubt. Absolutely. And that's what I'm saying. See, I think I, actually, that's why I guess, I guess I'm going and saying, hey, congratulations. You know? And if your team had scored 30 and the, and the, and the, and the, the Patriots score 33, I feel a little bit differently. But when you're coming in as the guy who runs jet sweeps and this and that and shifts and, you know, all of this stuff and you resurrected Jared Goff's career and all of this stuff and the highest scoring, one of the highest scoring teams in the history of the NFL and all of this great pomp and circumstance, and then you go to the Super Bowl and score three, uh, yeah, you, you, your quarterback wasn't the only one that had a deer in the headlights. You, you failed, bro. And I think, you know, and, and, and you guys have heard me say this a number of times, the NFL catches up to you. And what makes Belichick a fucking genius is the NFL ain't caught up to him, and he's been head coaching <laughs> for 20 years. NFL ain't caught up to him. Every time you think you know how to stop his scheme, he does something different. He says, oh, yeah, yep. okay. I mean, he interviewed and said, and I thought it was a point of disrespect, but maybe I was wrong. He said, hey, Wade Phillips ain't going to do nothing different. <laughs> he been a defense coordinator for 20-plus years. He's going to do the same thing he's always done. And Wade Phillips did just that. <laughs> he did exactly that's what he did. And he works with Sean McVay. And you're the head coach. Sorry. I'm not buying. He's only 33. Bro, you got the job. You wanted the job. You wanted this job at 31 years old. 
Jobs you wanted. You didn't say, I think I need to be a coordinator for a few more years. You said, no, I want to be that coach. I'm ready. Younger than some of the guys that played for you. You said you were ready. So I do think this will taint him a little bit. I do think that that mystique that he was starting to build is going to be tainted. Now, he can come back and correct that next season. He can correct that, okay? But I think right now, I think everybody in the NFC right now, I think the Saints, <laughs> I think the Bears, I think the Cowboys, I even think the damn Eagles, among other teams. I think we are all licking our chops saying, give me these Rams one more time. <laughs> We're ready. We got the Rams next year. And, oh, I can't wait for that game. Oh, I can't wait for that game. Because we do play the Rams next year. I can't we wait do too. for that game. We do, too. I'm trying to tell you, I think McVay is not going to be feared and viewed as the same guy he was viewed this year. But I, do, but I don't think it's irreparable. I think he can. He can. Hey, and let's see. This is not okay, man. Uh, who are you? Are you are you the next Bill Belichick, given plenty of time, or the next Mike McCarthy, or the next great head coach, or are you Chip Kelly, who once the NFL found you out, you, you failed miserably? Which are you? Now, now is his litmus test. And on that, Jay, you might be right. Maybe, maybe, maybe he will recover and do well. We'll see. But I think right now. <laughs> Instead of doing what they customarily do, it could have been a different ball game. And, and to Train's point, 
they still within a one possession game of scoring, so or or tying that game up. So I think it was wide open regardless that are going to be breathing down their neck next year, regardless of of the outcome of this Super Bowl. So it's still wide open, but I I do still I'm stick with what I'm saying. I think that his trajectory is still pointed upward because of what he's done, done the full body work that he's had in these couple of seasons. He's been the head coach. Just see how his team can rebound from it for next year. Because we don't know what his team Did we lose him? He started to go out. I'm, I'm here. JB. Okay. Uh, you're breaking up a yeah. little bit. Yeah, you were breaking no, up. I'm, yeah. I'm, oh, my bad. I don't know what part you, you missed, but I was just basically saying part. that. Yeah, just the last, just the last part. Well, yeah, I, I still think McVay's trajectory is, is still pointed upward um, because of the full body of work. I don't know what his team is going to look like next year. This team doesn't know what it's going to look like next year. Dominican Sue may not be there. Some of these other prize free agents may not be there, so who knows. But I don't think it's going to cause anybody to have a, an uproar about it. Uh, I think that he's done enough so far for folks to look at him and still, still wonder what else he can do. Yeah, I don't know that I agree with that. I, I think that the offensive, pathetic offensive performance in this game, I, I just, I, I really don't think that he's going to be feared. Like, like I, I really think that the way the Rams were playing at some point in the season called the best team in NFL, and the way they were whooping up on teams for several weeks, I think it, it was, you know, McVay, would, I mean, look, look at what happened with the coaching in the NFL, and look at what teams are trying to do. I mean, I really think that the first half of the season, he set such a high standard that he couldn't even, fit, you know, continue to deliver as a head coach the second half of the season. And I do believe that, JB, you're right, the Cowboys game wasn't a blowout. Um, the, the, you know, we saw the Bears do what they did. We saw the Cowboys be competitive. We saw the Saints, in our opinions, win that game. And then we saw the, the Patriots mollywop them. I mean, maybe the score doesn't reflect it, but it certainly felt like it. And I think when you look at all of that and you look at, you know, three of those four, you know, three of those games were playoff games and then one was late in the season. Um, I just don't think he's going to he, – right now, I don't think he's going to have the same mistake. But I do think, here's where we agree, he can get it back. You say he hasn't lost it. I say he has. But I will say it ain't, it ain't, you know, like like Chip Kelly, I bring him up because he's the only one I can think of currently. Yeah, once he lost it, it was gone. <laughs> once people figured him out, it was over. I don't think that's the case with McVeigh. I think McVeigh has enough um, potential to go out, regroup, revise, and show that he can still be a top coach in the NFL. Time will tell. Time will tell. Oh. And, you know, the better coaches, you know, you mentioned – staff and all that well you know when we're talking about um the, the, the teams that are that do it regularly it, you know it really doesn't matter they figure it out and i'm not even talking about the cowboys because the cowboys haven't figured it out the patriots figure out the steelers have you know with turnover and you look at the, the hall of famers that they've lost and yet they're still you know in the discussion year after year you know um there are certain teams and it's only a handful that are in discussion and i guess we need to figure out – it's going to be interesting to see which McVay – is McVay on that trajectory to build a team that's going to be relevant year after year? Or 
does he decline and, and, and you know, unable to adjust? And I don't have an opinion on what's going to happen, but I will say this. I'm looking forward to playing the Rams next year, baby. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I think the bigger um, question may actually be, more, not so much McVay, but more so golf because of the fact that he hasn't looked like himself. And is it really the Cooper Cup effect with him going out with the ACL and he started to look completely different? That would be my question. And then that would then domino and snowball into McVay because of the whole coach and quarterback scenario that we often discuss. But I would question golf more so than, than McVay. Well, I would question them both. I think that's a valid point. I would question them both because – Goff, I mean, McVay has been given the credit for resurrecting Goff's career. Goff was considered a bust after his one year with Jeff Fisher. And he comes in under McVay and plays well. And, um, you know, so I, I think that there's some connection here. You know, I really do. So I, I, think, I, think that's a, I think that's a valid point. Did y'all see that NFL 100 commercial? Man. Oh, yeah. I love that. That era. was, <laughs> oh, gosh, that was so awesome. And the fact yes. nobody beat down um uh what's his name? Uh, Roger Goodell in it, that's funny too. I almost didn't recognize Franco Harris, man. Almost stepped up. I was I was like, Bro. I was recognizing everybody. Oh, it's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I knew I knew I knew that was gonna be Franco Harris when that ball was about to hit the floor. I'm like, oh, it's about the immaculate reception uh replay. They yeah. homage to that, and uh, that was awesome. It, it was just they had a bunch well of new cats, and old cats was great. And, and well done and well thought out. You know, I mean, I, I, yeah. I'm probably going to watch it three or four more times because every time I watch it, oh, yeah. I catch something different that I missed the first time. Yeah. And, you know, like when Barry was running and 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 Emmett was like, I think it was Barry and then Saquon, and Emmett was like, you know, I got more, more yards than both of them, right? Like, you know, like just, just little, little, little things. Yeah. That and Joe Montana, Mike, yeah, and Michael Irvin called for the ball, and Joe Montana said, nope, not not you, Cowboy, and he threw it to uh, Rice, I believe. Oh, that was awesome. Off by yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just such a great commercial. Yeah. Well, really. And I don't know if you guys caught it, but Patrick Mahomes had a no-look pass in it even. It was just a great yeah. commercial. <laughs> and even Tom Brady's little cameo where he takes off all his rings, like, Kobe. You know, oh, that, that shit was tight. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> That yeah, was, he gave it. He, was, he gave it lie. to. Uh, he gave it to Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and you know, Terrific. guys, you know, I, 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 bringing up that commercial has me kind of, you know, I made, I don't know, you know, um, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start posting more on the Man Voice page, um, because you know, football has become a 12 month, um, endeavor with you know, coaching changes and free agency and trades and uh, retirements and OTAs. I mean, it's just, you know, draft. It's just, there's always a lot going on. So I encourage the three of you to post anytime, anything, any, any thoughts about football. I encourage you don't just limit it to your own personal Facebook page, but utilize the Madden Voice page. Um, and I need to do the same. I've underutilized it, but it's there. Um, got a decent number of followers there, but we're not into, you know, it's another way for us to interact with people that um, have expressed an interest in our show. And I think the more we do there, the more interest we can generate. Um, but I posted something today about congratulating the Pats because, you know, 
I really feel like, um, you know, it was the right thing to do. But, you know, what irritates the hell out of me is, and I, you know, as, as Jason knows, JB knows coming, you know, being my blood brother, not, you know, in case everybody forgets, JB and I are actually real brothers. We grew up in the same house, brothers. Not Trey and I are brothers. K-Star is my brother, but JB is actually, we have the same last name, brothers, okay? And so he's from Bristol just like I am. And so we grew up in New England. And so, you know, we can go back long before Brady and Belichick and remember the Patriots and how woeful they were um, for most oh, of their God. tenure. And yet everybody now wants to be a Patriots fan. You know, everybody, everybody's a Patriots fan. I mean, I scroll my Facebook feed, and all I see is Patriots, 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 and everybody. And, and, and it's, it's amazing because what, what I'll do is I'll look at someone's history, and I'll be like, all right, let me go back to September on their news feed. And it takes a little while sometimes, especially some of the more active people. But I'll scroll through, and I want to go back to, like, August, September. And am I here? Can't wait for football to start. You know, can't wait. You know, am I, am I hearing, am I reading posts about football? and how excited they are for the season. And a lot of those people, it was nothing. But then all of a sudden, they're Patriots fans, and they're posting things about Brady and this, that, and the other. But if you go back September, October, November, there's not one football post. Well, I'm sorry. And, yes, I'm judging you based on your Facebook activity. Some of you I know, some of you I don't. But I'm sorry. I, I cry foul. I cry fake. Okay? I don't like fake fans. I don't. And, you know, if you – and if you're younger and you only knew the Patriots, okay, you have to start somewhere. I don't count you. So if you're 15, 16, 17, and you're a Patriots fan and you live in Connecticut or Massachusetts, I don't count you because you're young. So, you know, they're the only team you know, and maybe that was the team you grew up in your household watching and it sucked. I don't have a problem with that. I'm talking about older people that – just because the Patriots have been winning, now I want to say they're a Patriots fan. I think that's despicable, really. Have a little integrity. You know, either either have no team or whatever team you used to root for that probably absolutely sucks. Stick with it. <laughs> but stop jumping. I hate it. I absolutely, I absolutely can't stand it. And I will never be a Patriots fan. Let me be clear about that. But I respect their dynasty. I respect what they so um so that was just a little side note. So another question about the Patriots. So me and uh my buddy Steve and Steve probably is not listening. Um but if he is Steve Steve if you're listening you probably didn't know that I was gonna mention this on the air. Um feel free to call in. But Steve and I got it Steve's a great guy. He's a retired uh um uh, captain of the uh, Waterbury Police Department, and he's a good guy. Um, we we talk a lot about sports and politics because I found that our sports and our politics kind of align, so we, we talk a lot. And he paid a comment about how we will never see another dynasty like the Patriots. And I said, well, you're wrong. <laughs> um you know, he proceeded to educate me on the Cowboys dynasty of 
you know, 20 straight years of going to the Super Bowl, uh, not Super Bowl, I'm sorry, of uh, winning, uh, uh, winning records and going to the playoffs and then the five Super Bowl. You know, and I'm sitting there like, does, does the guy forget who he's talking to? But, you know, okay, feel, you feel free to educate me on something I know better than you. Um, but I said to him, I said, I'm well aware of the Cowboys' history, but to say that we'll never see this again, ever, you're not understanding sports and the evolution of sports. And so I, my, my biggest comparison is women's college basketball. And, you know, there was a team, the Tennessee Volunteers, coached, uh, coached by Pat Summit, who dominated women's college basketball for years, dominated. And people were like, wow, you know, Pat Summit. And it may she rest in peace. She passed away. She got Alzheimer's and passed away. But she was a hell of a coach. But then this little school in Storrs, Connecticut, out of nowhere, and I mean literally out of nowhere, built this program that has now eclipsed everything that Tennessee did, everything. And no one saw it coming because at the time, no, UConn women's basketball, no, no one, why would you go play women's basketball at UConn? They suck. Like, are you kidding me? But they built and started getting a couple players and built it over time. And now, and this year, the team got two losses, and everybody appears to be in a panic because they actually have two losses. First time in like six, seven seasons that they actually have two losses in the regular season. That's how good this team is, okay, or dynasty has been under Gina Oriema. And my point is, and one day, <laughs> another team will come up and build a program that will become you guys. That's the history of sports. And, and I get that free agency has brought some parity into the NFL. But for anyone to think that this will never happen again, ever, is nice. It will. You know, it, it will. Now, I'm going to ask you guys, because maybe y'all agree with Steve and don't agree with me, you know, because um, there's a part two to my question. But first, I need you to understand, I need to hear what you guys think about the Patriots and, and this dynasty. Um, do you think, like Steve, that we will never see this again in the NFL? And, and if you agree with me, then all you got to do is agree with me. But if you disagree, then state your, state your case. Okay, silence. <laughs> I guess you guys agree with me. Okay. So then that leads me to the other topic, and I'm going to start with K-Star on this one because now it's a specific question. Since we all agree that at some point in, in, in NFL, NFL is about to celebrate 100 years, right? That's what the commercial was, NFL 100. So in the next 100 years, the, the, the Patriots will be eclipsed. I'm hoping I'm around long enough to see it, but if not, it'll happen. But to this date, I'm going to start with you, K-Star. Would you consider the Patriots the greatest NFL franchise ever? Uh, what an awful question. Oh, wow, it is. <laughs> it is awful. It's pointed. Hmm. <laughs> but um, this was on Facebook, which is why I encourage you guys to, when you have time, I know we're all busy with our day lives and our day jobs and our families and our kids. And, hey, I get it. We all have. But, you know, if you're on Facebook and you have a few minutes here and there a couple times a week, you know, throw some, throw some thoughts on the Madden Voice page because these things are coming off of other people's Facebook pages. That really intrigued me, and that's why I brought it to the show. So, um, and I knew I had to start with K Star for obvious reasons. So, K Star, your thoughts? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man, 
back to me. Damn, that's yeah, it all right there. there. Come back to me in like a, and I'll be back in like two minutes. That's yeah, coming back. Okay. Hold on. All right. Um, JB, I'll go to you. Do you think the Patriots are the can be called the greatest NFL franchise ever? No, because if you take into account the history of the NFL, uh, and again talking about longevity here, no. Um, they were the franchise to be forgotten for the longest of times. They were the, the, the butt of many jokes in the AFC East. Now the Jets are. It wasn't until really um, Bledsoe coming in with Parcells that, that things start to change. And then obviously when Bledsoe got hurt and Brady took over with, with Belichick, obviously things changed from that point moving forward. But we're talking about from the inception of a franchise to present day. So, no, I, I cannot say it. Over the last 20 years, absolutely. But for the entire length of the history of the franchise compared to everybody else, no, no, absolutely not. Okay. Train, I'm going to ask you. You're a fan of, you know, one of the most historic NFL franchises ever in those Chicago Bears. What do you think about someone I saw on Facebook? And there were a lot of people that co-signed this. It wasn't just like somebody posted this and then people laughed. No, there was a lot of people that co-signed this. Presumably in the moment. What are your thoughts on the Patriots as the greatest NFL franchise ever? Uh, uh, for those who co-signed it, man, you know, my first question would be, like, when were you born? Uh, <laughs> when did you actually start watching NFL football? Um, listen, rightfully, I can't answer that question and give it a yes, uh, simply because I don't even have enough history myself, and I love the sport, man. I haven't went and dug in the archives to see these teams, but then when I see those black and white films, we talking. When I talk to my cousin who who has about a little over ten years on me, you know, it, we talk about how today people, today's offenses and defenses try to hide what they're doing through their scheme. When back in the day, it was all about execution. They knew you were going to pitch the ball in one right. And they knew they was going to use. They was, they knew that the ball was going to your best guy. They literally manned up, and you couldn't stop anything. They were simply just better at what you did. I'm sorry. Um, it's just way too much history to be like, oh yes, yeah, best friend. No, <laughs> I think people forget that was that was a lot of football played before the year 2001. <laughs> yeah, it's real yeah. talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, and um, let me just make sure K Star isn't back. K Star, did you return? Or are you still? Um, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay. So, um, just to, to answer that question, I, I agree with the uh, other guys from Elderly here. I would say they're not because, I mean, well, it's really been for 20 years, and it was it's been the best 20 year period. I would say for possibly the best 20-year period for a franchise. But uh, like you guys said, the NFL's been around since 2001, since before Brady. Uh, and the Patriots really didn't do shit before Brady, let's be honest. They got smashed and Molly walked by Trains Bears in the 85 Super Bowl. Whoop, whoop. Um, yeah, and to my recollection, I think that's the only other Super Bowl they've been in. Uh, well, that, actually, they lost two. They lost that one, and then they lost to Brett Favre's first Super Bowl run. Uh, Drew Bledsoe's mud team did. So, I mean, outside of Brady and Belichick, this is the first regime we've really seen from them that was dominant. The other ones have not been. 
and we look at the Niners, the Steelers, the Cowboys, they've had multiple iterations and different regimes and coaching staffs and quarterbacks that got the job done in different decades. Um, so I think for that reason, when you look at it from that perspective, then uh, I would say no. Yeah, and you know, I, clearly I agree with I agree with all of you. Um, um, you know, I'll just add that I think for most people, when they say the greatest, they're only talking about the Super Bowl era, which would be fifty-three years. And I'd say even if we just looked at that, which is certainly, you know, you're you're leaving out a huge amount of NFL history if you just did that. But even if you just did that, I'd say no, they're not. Um, you know, the argument that somebody said that I shut down quickly, I, I just, you know, they couldn't even come back at me. That's how you know you've won when they can't even respond. Uh, no, they did respond once, and then I responded again, and then, it, you know, it's kind of like I dropped the mic, I left, I went, and I had some more. I had coconut seltzer after I did that one. I didn't have orange. I had coconut seltzer after that one. Um, and I said, you know, he said, well, the Cowboys and – um, the Steelers and the 49ers all had a lot of success in free agency, and the Patriots have had a lot of success after free agency with the salary cap. And, you know, uh, you know so the salary cap free agency era, 19, I think, 94, 95 was kind of when they introduced the salary cap and free agency and the ability, um, you know, it made it harder for teams to keep a player eight, nine, ten years, right? So, and, and this guy's point was that, you know, they've done it with those constraints while the Cowboys and other teams had a lot of their success before that. And I said, I said, um, that is correct. I said, but you, you're, you want to penalize a team like Dallas with Tech Schramm and Gil Brandt. Congratulations, Gil Brandt, uh, finally in the Hall of Fame. I don't know what took so long. That guy's freaking genius. You want to penalize a team like the Steelers and the Rooney family or a team like the 49ers under the Bartolo because these guys understood the business of football and the marketing and promotion and increasing revenues, which previously your, your payroll was a percentage of your revenue. The more revenue, the more money you got to spend. The more money you got to spend, the better players you got. So no, any, anybody could have went and did it. There was no, hey, increase your revenues. And so the NFL said, okay, you know what, this isn't fair. Um, Dallas and some of these other teams have so much of a head start on the business side. These teams will never catch up, which was probably right. Like, I'm okay with it. Like, you know what, it was probably the right thing to do. And so, but don't penalize all these other franchises because they were smart enough to say, here's how we're going to run our business so that we can increase revenues and increase our payroll and go in and get some of the better players and keep them for years at a time. Like, don't penalize. We played by those rules and did it well. Okay, now Belichick is playing by these rules and doing it better than everybody. That doesn't make Belichick and Kraft any better than Jones and, you know, Jimmy Johnson or, you know, Chuck Knoll and, and the Roonies or DeBartolo and Bill Walsh or George Seifert. I'm sorry that it's not better. Those were the rules then, and there were teams that figured it out and did and excelled. These are the rules now, and there are teams that are figuring it out and doing well. And frankly, when I look at teams that have been successful 
And I would say a team like Pittsburgh, much as I hate to freaking say it, deserves a lot of credit because they've seen a lot of success pre and post um, salary cap. A team like Green Bay has seen success pre and post um, salary cap. So when we look at great, I don't think the Patriots are in that conversation of the greatest franchises. I don't think they're even in the discussion. I think yeah, they, they did it one era. Dynasty, greatest yeah. dynasty ever in pro football, but not the greatest franchise. What do you say, K-Star? Yeah, I said I agree. It's a great point because it's, they only did it in one era. Like I feel like the other guy doesn't realize he's actually uh, cutting against his own argument by saying, "Hey, only in the, within this system of rules were they able to succeed," but he doesn't realize that. That's also, you know, killing his other side of the argument, which is, well, how, what do they do with these other constraining rules? They didn't do anything. So how can you make the case? You got to do, do it in both eras. Well, and that, and that to me is kind of like the Michael Jordan conversation. People talk about Michael Jordan and, and you know, what would he do in today's NBA? I'm like, <laughs> oh, boy, he would destroy it. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I'm like, are you kidding me? The question is, put some of these players in his era. Now, I think LeBron would do well in any era. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be negative about LeBron. Six foot nine, you know, uh, two fifty, two sixty. I, I think he's physical enough in any era to be successful. But there are some players playing today that you put them back 20 years ago, and I'm sorry, it ain't happening. I'm going to name just one, and then we can move on because this ain't a basketball show. But I'm sorry, Steph Curry. Um, put you back 20 years ago and let Isaiah Thomas D you up, bruh. Let Gary Payton D you up, bruh. You understand what I'm saying? I'm sorry. <sighs> I mean, would you be good? Yes. Would you be a superstar? Oh, hell no. Back in the day? Especially when you're trying to drive drive the lane. Especially when you're trying to drive the lane against the Patrick Ewing and the King Olajuwon and that type of uh, and the Shaquille O'Neal's. They, they had the best big man era in the 90s. So, yeah, it's a lot easier to score now. It is. And so, errors matter. And I think teams that have shown long, you know, sustainability matters. And, um, you know, for, for anyone to say that the Patriots, hey, I, listen, I never thought I'd see what I've seen over the last 18 years. Blue, blows me away. I mean, to think that a team in 18 years has played in nine Super Bowls, you know, from the 2001 season to the 2018 season or the 2002 Super Bowl to the 2019 Super Bowl, 18 seasons, and they played in nine and won six. It's insane to think about that that happened. And so, you know, Brady, best quarterback ever. I don't consider him the best player ever, but I consider him the best quarterback ever. Um, and Belichick's the best head coach ever, period. But they're not the best franchise. Um, all right. Okay, going to start wrapping up here. Um, one or two other things, and we're going to get on out of here. Um, so, 
things, and then we'll and then we'll roll on out. But um, I was watching. You know, I don't like I don't like doing this, but I'm just curious where you guys are head, heads are at. Um, I have been clear. I said this. I said it last week. I said it um, when I did a solo show. I'm going to say it one more time. Um, I believe this is it. I don't foresee the Patriots having the same success that they've had in recent years. Um, they are in a division that is weak. So can they win a division again and get back to the playoffs? Absolutely. Um, but do I see them returning to even the conference championship game, never mind a Super Bowl? I do not. I've said to people, enjoy the run. It was great. Four out of the last five Super Bowls, it's over. My prediction is it's over. We will not see them in the Super Bowl next year, period. But I'm seeing a lot of people that are giving the Patriots a good chance to come back and make it to the Super Bowl again. So I'm going to ask you guys to give me your opinion. Do you think the Patriots have a good chance to return to the Super Bowl? And I'll start with Dr. Train on this one. Yo, D, I'll be honest with you, man. In short answer, yes. And uh, I'll try to give my whys and... You know, y'all may agree or not disagree, or you may just be like, hmm, okay, good, good point. But you, the game still has to be played. The first off, it start with what you, the first thing you mentioned, their division. Their division is by all means just weak compared to them. Just, just for a shorter, shorter, just for a shorter word to use, you know, it's just weak <laughs> in comparison. I mean, that's six games where it's just like, uh, you know, Patriots are favored to win, and maybe they'll get 5-1, 4-2. But when you win that many division games, now you, you know, that your probability to win a division uh, is pretty high. Um, next, when you look across, um, so 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 by winning your division, okay, and you you equate you look at the division and you look at well, what does that mean for the playoffs? That means you are somewhere between one and four. Okay, so in order to end up being the one and two that gets you to buy, you know you got to win a few other games. Well, you know there's a there's a you know there's only twelve teams uh, that make it, and if we just look at one conference, there's only six teams uh, that make it, which means that the other what is that ten teams uh, in that conference? Some of them play really bad football when the once the once the season goes on. You know we look at the first half versus the second half. Hey, some teams start to go down, go downhill, and that's where the Patriots seem to rise to the top for some strange reason. You know, based off just basic fundamentals and, and what Bill Belichick does as a coach. So then the next question is: You look at who, well, who are their rivals? Who can take them out? Who can keep the Patriots from possibly getting to that number one, number one or number two seed, and then possibly getting uh, to the uh, to the conference championship? Okay, you got you got Kansas City, you got the Chargers, you got the Steelers, you got the Texans, you got the Colts. You know, these are teams that we saw, you know, really brilliant. You got the Ravens. Like these are the ones where you look at like, okay, if they're gonna do it, if if, if the if the if the Patriots are not gonna make it, it's gonna be up to them. <laughs> that not only do they have to beat the Patriots, they have to they can they have to continue to play good enough football so they can have the record, you know, twelve and two maybe thirteen and three no twelve and four thirteen and three that allows you to be the number one and two seed over the Patriots and 
all of those are still question marks. <laughs> so without any of them being just definitive enough for me, I, I don't. Y- yes, you're going to see a decline in Brady. I think that's just natural, just comes with with age. But the way Bill Belichick has been coaching, man, it's like he try, he does his best and and ex- and succeeds at making up for their deficiencies year after year after year after year after year. So, yes, they still have a good chance, conference and possibly Super Bowl. Okay. JB. You know, it's funny, Train, you, you basically stole my entire argument from political. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, damn, it's, it's, y'all thought I was a ventriloquist up in here or something. Um, <laughs> damn near birthday, I'm like, hell with you, damn Train. Ain't you got a white to go talk to me or something? <laughs> he chose me first, man. <laughs> I mean, Damn. Uh, because honestly, with with I was gonna even say the weak division is, is where I would start, and and also too, we always end off by saying all fuse to be settled on the field, and you you look at the Jaguars from last year, we all thought well they were going to be doing something this year, and they just reverted right back to the old Jaguars that we've seen before, regardless of reason they just did. And I look at that, and I flip that coin around, I look at the Patriots. As long as you've got Brady and Belichick, you've got a chance. And I I think we've already started to see the regression of Brady. But for whatever reason, Belichick seems to be able to plug in pieces wherever he needs it. Gronk may or may not be there, don't know. Edelman, I believe, will be back. But they've been able to have pieces here and pieces there. No superstars outside of Randy Moss back in 07, but there's really no quote-unquote superstar on the team. They just know how to play team football, which is what we all feel is the ultimate team sport. So as long as they've got Belichick and as long as they've got Brady, if he's not 80%, he's 75%, they still have a shot. So I'm not saying that well, the they're, qu- the qu- they're going to win the Super Bowl next clear, year, but I'm – But the question was, do they have a shot? Yes. Every team has a shot. Yes. The question was, do they have a good shot, a good chance? Not just a regular yes. puncher's chance, but do they yes. have a good chance was the question. So you're still saying yes, yes. to a good chance? And, and um, as long as they have Brady and Belichick, they still have a good chance to get back to it. Okay. 80%, okay. 75%, I still say they have a good chance. Okay. Um, K-Star. Come on, man. You're an AFC guy. What do you think? What do you think? Help me out of here, man. I mean, you know, I think Trent did a really good job breaking it down from the probability perspective. And, I mean, let's be honest. I don't think anyone's picking against the Patriots for winning their division, which, if Trent said, I'm not going to repeat this whole argument, but the right fact of the matter is it makes it very easy and likely for them to get back and have a good chance at winning it all again and simply being a top two or three team in the AFC. So I think that's still there. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Mr. Bonafide himself, was the MVP of the season. The one thing to remember is even with the Asian Tom Brady, they faced off twice this year, and both times the Patriots outscored the young uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs uh, to get it done, both the Arrowhead and then Foxborough. So, I mean, I haven't seen enough evidence to suggest that they're not going to don't have a good chance all of a sudden next year unless Tom Brady's play falls off a cliff. But I don't expect that to happen. I expect 
you know, Tom Brady be around the same level as we saw this this previous year, maybe slightly less than. But the Patriots lost Josh Gordon. They lost a lot of players throughout the season. I mean, Edelman was out the first four games. Mankowski was hurt. So they had a lot of issues throughout the year, and they still overcame it. And the defense, you know, it's really good. So, I mean, they still have a pretty good chance. Uh, and you know what? It's all good. I, I'll be alone on this island. I've been alone on this island before. I've been right. So I'll be alone on this island. But I think the one thing, the one thing that this team hasn't had to face is a declining Brady coming into the season. They haven't had to face that yet. He will be 42 um, on August uh, 3rd. And yes, I looked it up. 42 years old. Uh, I mean, you know, we know we know he doesn't play much in the preseason. So when he throws his first full real uh, pass, he'll be 42 years old. Um, and this team hasn't had to deal with that yet. Not even Bill Belichick. Not even the great Bill Belichick. And there's no Jimmy Garoppolo sitting back there waiting in the wings anymore. He's out in San Francisco, going to make his mark out there and probably do well uh, coming off of injury. So they don't have his replacement yet. If they had Garoppolo or someone, then I would feel a little better about the Patriots. But I just, I, I will, I think this is it, and uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see. And you know, I know that it's blasphemy to pick against the Patriots and to pick against Brady, um, but I've seen this movie before. I saw it, um, you know, when when Michael Jordan went to the Wizards. And no one wanted to bet against Michael Jordan played two years with the Wizards. And no one wanted to bet against Michael Jordan, but he just wasn't Michael Jordan anymore. He still had his 50-point game here and his 50-point game there. But his body, you know, and I'll never forget when they went to the playoffs and um, I don't remember who they were playing. It was the fourth quarter and they were down. And it was like it was a playoff game and – it was the fourth quarter, and they were down, I want to say eight, and here comes Michael Jordan. And me being a Michael Jordan fan, I was never a Bulls fan. I was always a Michael Jordan fan. And I was like, oh, here comes Jordan, 40-year-old Jordan now, coming into play. I was just waiting. And they lost. And they lost because it wasn't 35-year-old Jordan or – you know, 31-year-old Jordan. It was 40-year-old Michael. And while he could still make a play here and there, he couldn't sustain it anymore. His body just couldn't do it. And I think we're going to run into the same thing with Tom Brady where we're going to see flashes. And I really think we've already seen it. I really think we've already seen it, guys. I really think when you look at what we've seen from him over the last several games, including yesterday's game, you know, I mean, when he threw that first pass, I said, oh, that's going to get picked off. I, I, I thought it was going to get clean picked. I didn't realize it get picked in the air and picked off. But when I saw it, because I knew they were playing zone, and I'm like, what the hell is he doing? Why is he throwing that pass out there? <laughs> and, and, and there's just certain things that I've seen in his game over the last several weeks that I've never seen before. And yet, because he's Tom Brady, and because he was so far better than everybody, he was still able to win and do enough to be successful. I think next year it comes crashing to an end. So, last topic of the night, Pat Mahomes wins MVP. And congratulations on your coach for winning Coach of the Year there, Dr. Train. Well-deserved. 
Yeah, see, we give him a little shout out. Well deserved. Um, but uh, I myself still think it should have been Drew Brees. I think it is a a travesty oh. that a guy like Peyton Manning has five MVPs and Drew Brees has none. I I I, I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, I had to check to make sure. I had to go check Drew Brees ancestry.com results and make sure he ain't got no black in him. Did you say ancestry.com? <laughs> I didn't say that, didn't I? I had to go check his ancestry.com results and make sure he ain't got no black in him the way he's being treated. I don't get it. I, I don't get it. Oh, wow. I don't get it. Okay, so, oh, wow. I, I don't get it. Oh, man. And, and, you know, speaking of black, can I just, can I just, can y'all indulge me? Can I just say one thing? Um, I watched that, and, you know, and I know K-Star's a, a pro-Trump guy over there. I get it. But, um, I watched his interview, his Super Bowl interview, and he was asked if how he felt about the fact that there's perception that because of the way he handled the kneeling issue, that he is not sympathetic to um, police brutality among African Americans. And, you know, what are his thoughts and has he done anything to address that? And his response was to bring up prison reform. That was his response. Terrible response. Why is that a terrible response? Terrible response. What prison reform is after the fact? What does that have to do with what's happening with law enforcement and innocent black men? What does that have to do? That's after the fact. That's after the fact. Is he supposed to retroactively? Hold on. What? What is he supposed to do there? I don't know prison reform is after the fact. Prison reform has nothing to do with the innocent black man who was killed by the police officer. There's nothing to do with that at all. Zero. Nothing. It's a totally different topic. I'm not saying the prison reform he passed is bad. I'm saying it, it has nothing to do with this topic. That's like someone saying... Hey man, we got a homeless problem out here. What, what do you think we should do about it? Well, I think we should install tolls on the highway. Um, you know, I think tolls will be a good solution to the homeless problem. Huh? Are you going people gonna live in the tolls? What are you talking about? It was non-responsive to the question, and I'm listening to it. I'm like, huh? I said, well, wait a minute. Maybe I missed something in the legislation. So I went and reread it, and it was exactly what I knew it was. It has zero. I'm dead. How is this reform helping me? How is it? How, how is that helping me? I was just killed by a police officer because I was an unarmed black man, which is the issue here. Okay, I was just killed, and your response is we need to do something about prison reform. It's apples and oranges. It was not. It was not answering the question. That, that's my point, and it irritates me greatly. They didn't answer the question. Because if you're going to sit there and make those statements, then it's a valid question. Well, what do you think? What, what, we don't, I would rather him say, I don't know. I would have been okay with saying, I don't know, because he don't know. So be honest. I would have been like, oh, my God, he's being honest. Holy shit. He's actually being honest. Write this down. 
Great, JB. Write this down. You like writing things down. You like writing things down. <laughs> uh, nah. Anyway, um, so that's a good way to end the show. We're all going to watch the State of the Union tomorrow night. Um, K Star is going to have on his Trump tie and you know have his Trump okay. wine and, and be eating a Trump steak. Um, and make, as make America great again hat. As, as he's taking his class from Trump University. Um, oh my God. <laughs> wearing his MAGA hat on. Um, <laughs> Not on. Oh, I don't own any hats. I got beautiful hair. I'm going to fuck that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel you, bro. <laughs> my last, I do want to say this last thing about the Super Bowl, and I'll get you guys' thoughts. Um, it was the lowest rated Super Bowl in, I can't remember, but in a number of years. There were regular season games that actually had better ratings in the Super Bowl. Um, and I honestly thought the game was boring as all hell. I really did. Not because it was a defensive battle. I just felt that the game was boring. I, I, I literally was having a hard time staying awake in the second half watching the game. I literally took a nap at halftime. Literally. I went and took a nap because I was so bored watching this game. And, and, and that's why I said, you know, Patriots being there, I really think if it was the Patriots and the Saints, it would have been a bigger, like, mystique. Certainly the Patriots and the Cowboys, okay. the Cowboys and the Steelers. Like, there's certain teams, yeah. man, Eric, but, you know, Rams it just didn't have that same pop to it. You know, I was like, okay, it's the Rams. All right. We like it because it's football, but it still didn't have that same, I don't know. So it was boring to me. I, I've never taken a nap at halftime of Super Bowl before. I guess I didn't miss anything. I heard what's his name took his shirt off and the women went crazy. I'm like, and yeah. So yeah, you didn't miss much. Right. I don't never watch halftime shows. I ain't got no time for that. <laughs> I ain't got no time. For All right. Um, but if ain't Janet with a robot drove malfunction, I ain't watching. Yeah, there you go. I like it. All right. Final thoughts. Uh, JB, just heard your voice. Why don't you go first? Your final thoughts. Uh, anything Anything at all? Uh, a couple of things. Uh, non-football related. I don't know if y'all watched, um, was it The Young and the Restless with Christoph St. John? Passed away yep. at 52, had a whole lot of mental health issues. So prayers go out to him and the family. I actually watch the show from time to time. Mom used to watch it all the time, probably still does. But mental health is a real deal, a real thing. So uh, anytime you come across someone who's going through some stuff, easy on them because you never know what's really going on behind the scenes. To bring it back to football, you know, we, we and T, you've alluded to this on many occasions, the season will be here before you know it. Preseason, gone, regular season, gone. Playoffs are gone. Super Bowl now gone. Now we have the off season. So this is where, and in my opinion, you start to build – your championship team. So I, I allude everybody to start working on your game plan, start figuring out where your weaknesses are and sharpen them up. Take your strengths, get those, continue to get those right. And it's going to be a fun off season. checking out the draft, checking out who's going to be uh, drafted, especially with the Raiders and what picks they're going to do. It's going to be very interesting. So we've seen the players play. We've seen the cream of the crop rise to the top. Now it's time to put your GM hat on and see if you can 
build a championship for the 2019-2020 season. So I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Nice. Uh, K-Stock, final thoughts. Just to remind everyone, the last game the Patriots lost to was the Steelers. December 16th, <laughs> week 15. The last loss was at Pittsburgh, which is kind of depressing because Steelers didn't make the playoffs, and it just goes to show you what kind of talent the Steelers had, but they just were a fucking mess. But anyway. Um, <laughs> match where you knew the outcome pretty early on. You knew the Patriots were going to win. They were just kind of jabbing, jabbing, jabbing. Hit the knockout punch at the end of the game with a touchdown drive, and you know, it was like a Mayweather fight I felt like. Um, wasn't the most exciting thing. You kind of knew who was going to win already. I mean, Patriots kind of just toying around. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was mostly a great year. I mean, again, the Steelers thing was kind of nuts, but Overall, there's some really good games this year. The Chiefs-Rams probably was my favorite game um, back when the Rams could score points. Seems like forever ago. And, uh, yeah, it was a great season. I had a great season with you guys, as always. And looking forward to the next. Let me just quickly say before I go to train, I don't agree with that assessment that we knew who was going to win. The game after three quarters was 3-3. Three, three. Um, I thought that the Rams yeah, but didn't, were... didn't it feel like it? Nah, nah, because the Patriots weren't doing what we've seen. I mean, last what was it? What was last year's game? Forty-one, thirty-five, or something like. Like they weren't scoring points, right? So that's why I was like, you know, that's why I'm sitting there like Rams got a chance. All they need is one good drive. Yeah, yeah, they they totally had a chance. Two drives. I, I think the missed field goal hurt the Patriots, and I, I thought like they were able to move the ball a lot easier. But yeah, you're right. I mean, they still had a chance for sure the whole game. Yeah, Definitely. Because, just, I just felt like the Patriots probably found a way. Well, in the fourth quarter, when the Patriots scored, and you know, then it started to feel like, all right, I think the Rams are gonna, you know, ten yeah. three, and then you know, thirteen three, and you know, but yep. through the first three quarters, even though the Patriots had more yards and had you know Edelman, and then Gronk woke up and. The Patriots able to do some yeah. things. I was still sitting there at three three. I'm like, oh, man, all y'all gotta do, you guys have a juggernaut offense, even without Cooper Cup, Cooper, whatever the hell his name is. Um, yeah, it's put one good drive together to get a touchdown, and this is a different game. And they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, and the Super Bowl's on right now. It's it's um, one minute and sixteen seconds left. And they're going for the final goal, oh, but thirteen three. But it's on NFL Network. Um, all right, Doctor Train. Yes, sir. Your final. Not to really argue the point, but yeah, I, I kind of felt like K Star. I, I'll put it this way: my wife paid attention more attention to the game than I did, um, <laughs> and mainly because she's a Patriots fan. I was just like, oh, okay, this is going to end eventually with the Patriots winning. So, can we get to that? Um, uh, but nevertheless, uh, as far as the Super Bowl ratings, I heard all about this uh, whole boycott of watching, of some people not watching the Super Bowl and uh, some performers not uh, performing at the Super Bowl because of the whole um, Colin Kaepernick 
So I just want to put my my thought out there, and uh, you guys, you know, I know we're near the end, but you can tell me how you feel uh, either way. Um, wholeheartedly, I understand uh, what Kaepernick was uh, trying to do, and his message got hijacked, uh, grossly hijacked by um, our current president um, due to his ignorance and not really wanting to um, address the issue the issue at hand. But by no means personally am I going to start watching a sport that I enjoy um, because the NFL has not given Colin Kaepernick a job. And yes, we've all talked about it throughout the season and we looked at some quarterbacks being on rosters like Mark Sanchez <laughs> and others and like, wow, yeah, you could bring back Colin. Kaepernick on your team and probably have a have a better backup. Um, but I will also um, urge people to not forget that Colin Kaepernick was not playing his the best kind of football at the quarterback position at the time that he decided to sit, and at the time that all this, you know, uh, that that all this attention that he garnered all this attention from um, from its own from 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 his own silent protest uh even after he sat and even at, uh even with chip Kelly still being the head coach of the team and giving him opportunities to play the play on the field uh was definitely not the Colin Kaepernick that um drove the forty ers helped the forty ers get to the super Bowl so it's like you you can be you can be upset at teams or upset at the n f l if you want um but I myself would not choose to deprive myself of a sport that I enjoy watching um, because of that. And the other part of it is that at the end of the day, all these people who are boycotting because Colin Kaepernick does not have a job in the NFL, what are you doing in regards to the cause that he was actually having a protest about? So even you, yourselves, to me, have taken attention off of what the true issue was. You boycott NFL against Colin, Ka- Colin Kaepernick because I have a job. He sat out for a protest, but what was the protest about? What was he protesting for? And I feel like uh, people take all these actions and it's it's totally away from what the real issue was. Who cares that he doesn't have a job in NFL? I really don't care that much. I don't. I don't. I care more about the fact that, you know, my brother from another mother who's simply trying to get from one side of town to the next don't get pulled over and get shot just because he's driving at 10 p.m. or just because uh, the police just have an attitude. I, that's, that matters more. People lose track of what's important, man, sometimes. Uh, and it's not just our president. So that's just my thoughts on that. Uh, other than that, Shout out to my Bears coach. Shout out to Vic Fangio. Before you, can I, can I, can I, can I respond to your comment? Okay. Since you did open up a little bit of dialogue, Um, I think that I think I don't think you can say I don't care why he's not working. It's about the issue, because the reason he's not working is part of the issue. It's not because he couldn't play anymore. 
it's because he opened his mouth. Well, he didn't really open his mouth, but he, he, he took a stand that people find offensive. And all that has done is, is revealed a lack of character in the NFL. Now, I'm not going to stop watching the game either, but I'm not going to sit here and say that him not working doesn't matter. It does matter because it's not because he can't play the game, especially when we look at the crappy quarterbacks we have in the NFL and this guy sitting – um, you know, what Nathan Peterman or whatever, you know, and this guy's sitting, you know, how many quarterbacks did, did, did the Redskins go through? And this guy's sitting on the sideline and he would play. He, he, he would sign with a team right now if a team would give him a chance. So I, I, I you know, he, he may have, you know, I, I don't even want to say decline because I think that's, a, that's, I don't know that there was enough, Runway to say he declined. Yeah, he he down the ladder a few games of this season. He wasn't playing as well, but he still took a team to the Super Bowl. And you know, when you're talking about RG three sitting on somebody's bench, and this guy's not. I mean, it's just, there's there's a, there's a plethora of quarterbacks we can point to and say, how do these guys have a job and Colin Kaepernick doesn't? It's not because of Kaepernick's ability; it's because of the stand that he took. So that's why I have a problem with Kaepernick not playing. If he sucked. I wouldn't give a damn. If someone brought him in for a workout or a tryout and then said he just wasn't good enough, that would be fine with me. But when you're not even bringing him in, he's not even getting a chance to compete. We know why. We know what's going on here. And that's part of the problem in the NFL. But like you, I'm not going to stop watching the game that I love. I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm just not. I'm going to take note <laughs> like you took note understand I'm going to disagree with people and I'm going to say hey come Super Bowl Sunday I'm watching the damn game don't give a fuck what you're doing I'm watching the game so um so I'm sorry you know I just wanted to give my thoughts on on the Kaepernick thing no no and I don't I don't um I don't necessarily agree I don't necessarily disagree with what you're with what you're saying T I just think you you almost start to create almost I just feel like the original reason why he sat, the original reason, it still has not. I, I think everything that has happened with with the NFL not giving him a job, with, with Donald Trump saying he's disrespecting the West Bank, it all has taken focus. And with people saying they're protesting or not watching football, all of it has still taken focus away from the real issue, which was cops, white cops, killing black men. That was the issue. But if you don't allow a man to take a stand like he's doing without penalty, then that issue can't get dealt with because we've seen that in history. I don't, don't disagree you know with that Right. No, no I don't so, disagree with that statement. You're right. I, right. So I don't, I don't, that's why I'm saying I can't separate them. I think they're all connected. I think that the, 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 the white cops killing innocent black men is the main issue, and then the lack of people understanding that that's the main issue is a problem, including now I will point at the president there on that one because, you know, he turned the kneeling into a flag issue and disrespecting the mm-hmm. anthem issue and didn't address the other issue. Um, but and, and I think the fact that this guy stood up and sacrificed his job to make a point is part of that issue. Why? He shouldn't have to do that. He shouldn't have to give up his career to make that point. And that's, that, that's, a, that's part of the problem, too, is there's a denial. You know, there's, you can find, and I don't want to turn this into a political show, but you can find people out there 
that aren't of color that will say, I don't understand why you black people complain. You have all the same opportunities that I have, plus after you are on welfare. So I don't get it. And I've had these conversations with white people that have said, I don't understand. There's no more racism. <laughs> That's what I heard. There's no more racism. <laughs> you know, what, are you, what are you complaining for? And they'll point out and, and use a Jay-Z or a Puff Daddy or some of the superstars, Michael Jordan, some, and say, you know, yeah, black president. Look at, what are you talking about? They don't understand the exception versus the rule. So I myself lump it all together and say, this is the issue. We had the issue. Someone stepped up to address the issue. And look at what society did to this man who stepped up. And, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I get that he's part white. I, I don't, he's also part black. Okay? And look at what society has done to him for standing up. Black people embraced him. White people were revolted by him. In general, there's exceptions. But in general, I'm saying that's what society has done. And all that's done is point and say, this is why we have the problem we have. Because if that white cop fair, knew, if the white cop knew, if I kill this innocent black man, I'm done. He knew that for sure. He'd be thinking twice for pulling those triggers of all those crimes we heard about over the last couple of years. Sorry, someone was trying to jump in. My bad. Yeah, I was gonna say at least at least Colin has a um, um, that Nike deal. It's since he's not playing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's got money. He, he's donated a million dollars to this, you know, to, to try to deal with this issue. I think he's got money. I, I don't know that money is his issue. I think he's made enough money where he can live a good life. Um, I think the guy loves playing football. I mean, you you, you know, you, you go through, you know, your, your young life. You finally get into the highest. I mean, you know, there's only, what are we talking about, 1,500 people play football at one time, 32 teams. And the average life, the average, you know, career is, what, three, four years? So it's a short part of your life. You want to play it. That's why Tom Brady's still playing, right? That's what he's like, hey, I want to play this game as long as I can because once I'm done, that's it. And this guy doesn't get to play until he can't play anymore. He actually isn't getting hired to play because he took a stand. Ridiculous. Anywho. Sorry, Trey. Was there oh. more to your final words? Oh. I, I, I would just, I, I would just finish up by saying, hey, shout out to my coaches. I know we said it earlier, but hey, it's a, it's actually a good feeling uh, uh, for actually both McNaggy to get coach of the year and Vic Fangio to get assistant uh, head coach of the year. So that's pretty awesome. Um, but you know, I'm hoping. Our team can take a book, take a page out of uh, not not actually more than a page, a bunch of pages out of Belichick book because um, uh, sustained success is is what is uh, is, is is what need to be achieved. We've been at the bottom for so long, so I just hope this is not a flash in the pan. Yep, sounds good. All right, gentlemen, thank you much. Um, so great show. Um, Really enjoyed this one. We covered a whole, um, you know, a, a ton of events, uh, issues. I feel like I feel like we like while I know we do have an audience and there are people that also enjoy the show. I feel like I would do the show even if it was just the four of us because it's really it, I, I 
I learn a lot, believe it or not. I know I probably come across as the omniscient one because I am, um, but I also learn a lot, um, you know, going back and forth with the three of you, which is why I enjoy doing, doing the show. Um, regardless of the audience, I enjoy it. So thank you. Thank you for another great season of doing the Madden Voice. So this is the plan for the off season. now that we are officially in the offseason. Um, so we will do one-off shows as needed. Um, right now, we're going to take a little break. We've done a show pretty much every week since uh, September, so I think we've earned a little bit of a break. Um, I will be doing, at some point this week, kind of a cowboy um, just there's so much going on in the Cowboys and, you know, I just want to talk about it. So I will be doing, and, hey, and, you know, you guys are always welcome to join me. I, I, you know, you don't have to, but you're welcome to. And if you guys ever want to obviously host a show, JB, if you want to host a show on the Cowboys yourself, you're welcome to. You guys want to host a show, talk about the Bears, talk about the Steelers, I, 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 you know, that's fine. You guys should all have access to our, if you don't, I'll send you access and feel free. You could do a show every week. The blog talks allows us to do one show every day. So um, you can do a show, and you can just do, you can say, hey, I want to do a, a K-Star show, and I want to talk about Steelers, and I'm going to do a show, and by all means, feel free. Um, but that said, we'll take a little break. Um, I'm going to do the Cowboys show sometime this week, and then uh, take a little break. And as news evolves and things happen, obviously we'll come back and cover free agency, cover the draft and that kind of stuff, big news. Um, and if some stuff, big stuff happens that deem us needing to do a show, then we'll pop back on and, and do a show. Um, but for now, at least for the next couple of weeks, at least, I'd say probably, um, I'd say February we'll just kind of relax a little bit and um, kind of catch up on other things that we want to do on our Tuesday night um, and uh, keep an eye on what's going on in the NFL. And then, again, you know, if there's no need to come back before March, then maybe March will come back and kind of do, okay, what's been going on, you know, kind of around the NFL, what's been going on the last month, give some updates on our teams and updates on some big things in the NFL. And, um, you know, we'll just, we'll just kind of play it by ear. I think that's um, a pretty safe plan going forward. And, um, you know, as far as, um, you know, kind of, kind of putting a bow on the 2018 season, you know, uh, if somebody had told me at the beginning of the season that the Patriots are going to win another Super Bowl, um, you know, I would have said, you know, it's, that's not going to happen. If somebody told me at the middle of the season, at the end of the season, at the beginning of the playoffs, um, at no point in time did I think the Patriots were going to win another Super Bowl. Um, but I was wrong. The Patriots, they did it again. Uh, it, it, is, it is beyond words to try to describe watching what we've watched over and over again. And no matter what teams try to do, more times than not, the Patriots have an answer. You know, the old saying is, you know, every time you think you have the answer, I change the question. That's the Patriots. It's amazing. So congratulations to the New England Patriots and another great season. And um, we'll see what happens. I'll count down to, 2019 season, seven months and counting. It'll be here before you know it. So, uh, Mad Voice will take a little short couple few weeks break. We'll be back, I'd say, tentatively the first Tuesday in March. Look for us to come back and do a show. Um, between now and then, I would encourage anyone listening, including my co-host, please use the Mad Voice page. Any issues you want to talk about, uh, I will keep an eye on it. 
guys will keep an eye on it. We'll use that to kind of uh, keep in touch for the next few weeks. So, for Dr. Train, for JB, and for K-Star, Super Bowl 53 is in the books. Get ready. Countdown to the 2019 season where all feuds will be settled on the field. Talk to you guys in a few weeks. Good night, everybody. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.